0: She's Robin. She's Alex. And this is Coworkers Killing Time. And here we talk about everything. Enjoy! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 13 of Coworkers Killing Time. This is a very special episode because it is our 13th episode. Today, we are going to be talking about urban legends. So you'll notice that it's just me, Alex, here today. Robin is not feeling well, so I am recording this solo. I'm very excited to talk to you guys about Urban Legends today. We are going to be covering this in an awesome way where each Urban Legend episode we do, we are going to be covering two states. Today I'm going to be talking to you guys about Alabama and Alaska's Urban Legends. And obviously there's more than the one to two Urban Legends that we will be talking about in the series. But the nice thing is a podcast episodes could be infinite. So we will go back and cover more of the State Urban Legends We Missed or any that you recommend to us if you are from these states when we circle back to the states after we've covered all 50 states to begin with. So I'm very excited for this series, a little housekeeping before we dive into this episode and talk about Alabama and Alaska. And that is that next episode, episode 14, is going to be our first Around the Water Cooler episode. So what that means is we will record that in real time, We're going to record that sometime either this week or the beginning of next week. And what we're looking for is true crime or funny news articles that are happening in real time in your area or nationally, worldwide, whatever you think is interesting that we could talk about. We do have our own ideas for the episode, but we do want to talk about things that listeners are interested as well. So we are very excited. We have been doing the show for about two months now, and we're almost to 1,000 downloads. So thank you all so much for all of the love and support. We so appreciate it. And let's get into episode 13, Urban Legends. So our first urban legend takes us to the state of Alabama. In doing my research, I found a couple very popular urban legends, but undisputedly the most popular urban legend that I found was that of Hell's Gate Bridge. So Hell's Gate Bridge is a bridge located in Oxford, Alabama, and the legend began in the 1950s. They say a young couple was driving over the bridge and their car went off of the bridge into the water below and the couple drowned. So at the time and up until the bridge's closure, the legend was if you drove over the bridge and turned your lights off, Parking your car, one or both of the members of the couple would appear in the back seat of your car and leave a wet spot on your seat. The second part of this legend is that if you drive over the bridge and about halfway across, you turn back and look out your window over your shoulder, the scenery behind you will change into the fires of hell, thus being named Hellgate Bridge. Now, I don't know how much of this is believable, but I know for sure one thing that I would not park my car on any bridge if there was a chance that a ghost was going to come sit inside my car, nor would I shut my lights off on the bridge to make that happen. No, thank you. Today, the bridge is closed, so you are not allowed to even walk over it because of safety reasons. I have seen videos and pictures of the bridge Currently, and there is a big gate around it and a no trespassing sign from the city. So, unfortunately, you'll never get the chance to know if this is true. But it's still pretty cool. The second urban legend of Alabama that I'm covering today is the Dead Children's Playground. This is a playground that looks like any other playground, and it's in Huntsville, Alabama. It actually adjoins their Maple Hill Cemetery. And the reason that this is an urban legend is because even though it's a normal playground and you can still go and play on it with your children... At night, people have seen the swings moving on their own. They've seen orbs and other specters at the playground. So this urban legend states that because the playground is next to the cemetery, and this cemetery is where a lot of children who died in 1918 from the Spanish flu are buried, that their spirits come out to play just like they would have when they were alive. However, now they wait until it is dark or evening. The legend also says that the playground is very spooky and scary because it is in the shadows of limestone, so it is very dark and shadowy to begin with and kind of scary. Plus, it's next to a cemetery, so it just fuels that fire of the urban legend. I think it's pretty cool that ghost children are still coming out to play and still having a fun time in their afterlife. I hope that you do too. Let's move on to our next urban legend. In Alaska. I'm sure you've heard of the Bermuda Triangle. I have. However, in my research, I had never heard of the Alaskan triangle until I started looking up Alaska urban legends. And this is the only urban legend we're going to cover from Alaska today because there's so much information to cover. So Robin and I work for an aviation company, we've talked about that before, and there is an aspect of aviation mystery in this urban legend, so I figured it was the perfect one to cover. The Alaskan Triangle consists of the areas of Utqiagvik, Anchorage, and Juneau. And I hope I said that first one right because I looked up how to pronounce it online. So those areas are made up of boreal forests, barren tundras, and icy peaks. I've seen in my research that people go missing at an extremely high rate. Some sources were claiming four out of every thousand people, and some sources were claiming five out of every thousand people go missing. And this doesn't just consist of tourists like I had thought before. It consists of residents, hikers, tourists, and even airplane passengers. Many aircrafts have gone missing with no trace. According to my research from the TravelChannel.com, in 1972, Congressman Hale Boggs' private aircraft disappeared into this area and was never recovered. The plane lost contact on a flight from Anchorage to Juneau, during a storm. There was a 39-day search effort and nothing was ever recovered. Also, according to the Travel Channel, this area can also boast one of the nation's largest disappearance of military aircraft and personnel. In 1950, there's 1950 again for you, a C-54 Skymaster carrying an eight-man crew and 36 passengers left Anchorage at 1 p.m. on January 26th. The airliner made a routine radio check-in two hours later as it flew over a small town in Yukon. It was the last communication anyone had ever received from the flight. A search effort was mounted incorporating U.S. and Canadian planes aided by thousands of volunteers on foot, but nothing was ever found of the C-54 aircraft. There have also been reports of aliens stating that aliens may be the cause for these disappearances. One Japanese cargo airplane recorded seeing an aircraft that they thought was maybe a military aircraft, so they didn't pay any attention to it. However, they noted that when it started maneuvering in the same ways that their aircraft was, matching speed, matching flight patterns, etc., it seemed like it was extraterrestrial. So that is one of the explanations for people disappearing. Another reason that it is believed that people are disappearing is what the native people of Alaska believe. So they believe that it is something called the kushtaka, which is a shape shape shifting animal that stalks Alaska's wilderness looking for human prey. It takes on an otter like form. But when it comes into contacts with Humans, it will turn into one of your loved ones to try to lure you further and further into the wilderness and ultimately tear you apart. Or turn you into another Kushtaka. So the legend is very popular in southeastern Alaska. I have seen that these beings target people who are lost in the woods or maybe injured or can't really get away from them. So they'll try to get you to come with them looking like one of your loved ones to rope you in. But probably the most realistic reason for why people are disappearing from this area is because of the terrain. So there are many glaciers in this area, and they are very thin on their upper crests. People who don't know the area who could be hiking or tourists or even people who live there and just are underestimating this stretch uh, can walk across the top of these and fall into the glaciers and never be found. It's very dangerous. We all know Alaska is very expansive. It's very dangerous to begin with. What do you believe? Do you think that there are aliens? Do you believe in the Kushtaka? Or do you just think it is the dangerousness of Alaska's wilderness? While we may never know the true answer, experts claim that with receding sea ice globally, it is more than likely that people are falling into the massive glaciers and planes are flying into them as well and falling to the bottom of the massive glaciers. That may be the case, Or who knows? It could be aliens. It could be the Kushchaka. We'll never really know. But it sure is interesting to theorize about these urban legends and what could be happening. I bet you thought that that was the end of the urban legends for this episode, but surprise, it's not. Robin and I have been talking about how we want to grow more of a worldwide audience. And one area that we have not had any listeners from is the Australia area. So I decided to throw in an Australia urban legend because we are in the A's. So why not continue that trend? So I looked up Australian urban legends. And the one that I found the most interesting was the Luna Park ghost train fire. So the Luna Park ghost train was a an amusement park ride. And it was said to have faulty electrical wiring, Uh, There was also short staffing at the amusement park that day, and there was just corners cut with the ride. They were supposed to install sprinklers and then decided not to, and when the incident of the fire happened... It was not handled very well at all by the park and the workers there. So seven people were killed on the ride, six children and one adult. It happened on June 9th, 1979. So it is said to be the result of an electrical fire. Three of the victims were Damien Godson, along with his father and his four-year-old brother. And this is what makes the urban legend. In what may have made for eerie foreshadowing to the tragedy prior to their demise, the Godson family had been waiting for a ferry from Circular Quay to Sydney's Luna Park when they were approached by a satanic-looking figure dressed in a loincloth, mast, and horn headdress. And I do have a photo of this, so I will be adding this to the Instagram, as well as the photos from Hell's Gate Bridge and the Alaskan Triangle. So be on the lookout for those. Our Instagram again is at co-workers The man reportedly came up to the family, placed his hand on six-year-old Damien's shoulder, and a photo was taken. And it is a soupy, super creepy, soupy, super creepy photo. It definitely looks demonic. So to this day, no one knows the identity of the man dressed as the demonic figure, but some believe that the horned man resembled the god Moloch, who has asked for children to be sacrificed through fire or war, while others believe the man had been linked to a local satanic cult. Either way, that is incredibly creepy. It is very weird that... The man is dressed like that and then the children end up dying on an amusement park ride. You would never think that that would be what would happen. So it is a weird urban legend that the god of sacrificing children through fire and war was in contact with some of the children who died in a tragic fire in Australia's Luna Park. Also, I have to interject about this. If you've been listening to the show long enough, you know that I have something to say. As the mother of two children, if I was waiting on my way to go to a park and some random weirdo dressed like a satanic cult member came up and wanted to take a picture with my child, weird. But if the father decided to take a picture of them and ask the man to take a picture because I don't have this information. Also weird. Maybe the 70s were a different time that was very strange, but I can't see myself doing that today. Let me know what you think about it. You can comment on our Instagram or our Facebook page underneath the photos to let me know how you would have handled that situation. So that is now our complete episode. And I hope that you enjoyed all of these various urban legends. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. That wraps up our Alaska and Alabama urban legends episode. If you have any suggestions for upcoming state urban legends, or any sort of Current events that you want to send us for our next Around the Water Cooler episode, please email us at coworkerskillingtime at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at coworkerskillingtime. You can find us on Facebook at coworkerskillingtime podcast. And you are able to download and listen to all of our episodes there as well if you don't have a podcasting app on your phone or computer. You can also find us on Patreon and support the channel that way. Just search Coworkers Killing Time Podcast. We thank you so much for listening. Hopefully next week, Robin will be back and we will see you next week. Bye, guys.